0: welcome to the effortless swimming podcast the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water become a better swimmer and live a better life here's your host brenton ford i got asked by one of our members earlier this week is what kind of session how can you structure your workouts if you don't have access to a pool but you can only swim open water what's what are some drills you can do and how would you structure a workout Well, the thing about open water is there's no reason why it can't be similar or somewhat similar to what you do in a pool in terms of you can do specific efforts in there. You can still do the same drills. Now, obviously, if it's choppy, it's going to be a little bit harder. But what I would typically do, provided the water's not freezing cold and you just need to keep moving, is I would do some of the the primary drills that I'd normally do in the pool. Um, For a lot of the times, like if I'm racing, in the warm-up, I'll do um, some easy swimming followed by some some kick and typically some pretty hard, you know, hard efforts of, of just kicking. I'll do quite a bit of front skull as well, um, just to warm up the shoulders and get that that feel for the water. And I'll also do some drills like uh, either the doggy scoop drill, It's kind of like a doggy paddle drill, just to work on the front end to work on the catch. Um, sometimes we'll do that YMCA drill as well. Uh, and then drills like our, our kickboard press down drill, which is um, really just working on, on opening up the shoulders um, opening up the uh, lifting the sternum and uh, and working on the recovery. Because for me, that's one of the things that I need to, to work on. So there's no reason why you can't do the same or similar drills in the open water that you would do in the pool. So if you do have any specific drills that are working on the things that you know are going to help make you faster, you can still do those as part of your warm-up. Now, how would you break down or structure a, a, an open water swim? Well, what I normally do, if I'm going to swim with friends in the open water, um depending on the type of session look we'll, we'll do some easy swimming it could be 500 meters a thousand meters of easy warm-up and then sometimes we'll break it down so if we swim in a place like alwood uh, there's um, a, a section there there's two poles they're about 200 meters apart i think it is and within that uh that 200 meters like we'll often do um, laps as in let's say we might do three pole to poles which would be 600 meters and we Uh, will sometimes build up one to three. So we'll start easy on the first one, a little bit faster on the second and all out on the the last one, you can do it that way. So if you've got some markers out there, that's a a good way to break it into different efforts and intervals and sections like that. Or um, what we will normally do is just break it into, um, uh, break it into stroke count stuff. So if you don't have any buoys or poles or anything to sort of indicate distance, then do it as something like 20 strokes fast, 30 strokes easy. That's a real go-to that I like to use is if we're just on a straight patch and we're wanting to do some efforts, 20 strokes fast, 30 strokes easy um, is a is one that we'll often uh, go to there. So you can always just break it down that way. And if you know, all right, normally in a, a 50 meter pool, okay, I, I might take, so let's say you take 40 strokes, you know that that's going to be roughly equivalent to the same same thing. So if you are looking to do sort of 100 meter efforts, it might be like 80 strokes. So you might do like uh, four times 80 strokes where the first 80 strokes is easy. Second is medium, third one's solid. And then the fourth one is is all out. So break it down that way. Just keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Um, I mean, when we are training, look at, the main thing is um, you're in there, you're swimming, that's the most important thing. Uh, but then when you, if you wanna break it up and you wanna keep it interesting, then that's a, a good way to do it. And if you're swimming in cold water, and this is something that we're doing at the moment because the water temps down to about 12 degrees, 13 degrees, it's starting to get pretty cold. And I've had a few friends and a few people I know just mention when the water gets really cold, they get quite anxious. And within, you know, with one of the reasons for that, you know, the reason that we get anxious, a big part of it comes down to our breathing. And so when the water is cold and I, and I feel like I'm starting to get cold, one of the things that I always re- try and return to is, is how am I breathing, particularly how am I exhaling? So when, after I take a breath, I'll put my face in the water and I'll just sort of, I'll try and hold my breath. I'll try and limit the, the exhale. There might be a light exhale through the nose. But I just sort of hold my breath. I'm trying to feel relaxed, trying to feel controlled, and then just before I turn my head, I I exhale through the nose. I, I sort of it's a fairly assertive exhale, um, but assertive to the point of I just want to try and mostly clear my lungs and then return to the breath. What most people tend to do when they panic or they get anxious is they'll breathe. It'd be a more like a a gasp of air where it's really in the upper chest. Try and use your your diaphragm, your dome-shaped muscle that's, that's at the base of your Your lungs there so think of it like breathing low or breathing into your your belly try and get a a slightly deeper breath more of a controlled breath than a short shallow one when you get that then you put your face in the water and just just hold your your breath for a minute don't exhale straight away because one of the things that will cause you to panic is a a very quick exhale where you're you're blowing everything out straight away then you'll be short of air you'll be you'll be searching for, for air immediately and it'll just start to build upon itself so if you can follow that ideal way of breathing where you you don't exhale everything straight away, just hold your breath a little bit, might maybe let a little bit out of your nose and then have that more assertive exhale through the nose, not the mouth, then uh, then it's a good way to sort of keep the heart rate down and, and feel much more comfortable in that cold. And like anything, if you want to develop your your, you know, your ability to go through things that maybe you're, that make you anxious or, or that you're afraid of, it's just progressively make it more challenging. So, you might just swim near the shore. and That way you know, okay, if things get bad, I can get out the shores 10 meters away and then I can get onto dry land. So just progressively work towards something that scares you or, or makes you more anxious. That's the way to to overcome those, those sorts of um, feelings. And look, at, I know it uh, happens, but just always returning to the breath is something that I've focused a lot on and uh, I'm doing a video on this. So if you haven't seen our YouTube channel lately, then uh, have a look there. There's a video where I'm sort of talking a little bit about this and someone uh, called Darren Stojanovic doing a a little bit of work with him on it. He runs breathing classes and breathing courses and that's something I found very beneficial uh, as well to help with that sort of thing. So if you know that breathing's an issue, then looking at something like some breathing classes can be a, a good way to approach it. And um, I'd recommend something like uh, Dynamic Breathing, um, which is Darren's uh, company. They run online classes and, and something that uh, I think is beneficial for, for all swimmers. And that's something that we do at, at clinics as well. I've done a podcast with Darren as well, which I'd recommend listening to if you haven't heard that one already. So thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode.